Welcome back to the Brewers Brothers Podcast. It's Christopher Reeven here with... What's up, guys? It's Carter. It's uh, It's been a few weeks since we last spoke, Cart. Um, we actually had a Christmas special going uh, that we kind of lost half of the audio for. Um, so, But uh, we were gonna, we're just going to wait for the end of the bird season. We kind of determined that. Um, so look, going forward, um, we're looking to put an episode out about every week, every two weeks, give or take. Um, once baseball season comes around, though, we're going to get on a much better schedule, hoping probably like every Friday or Monday we'll get an um, episode out. And most of the episodes will probably be without me since I have my season starting soon. So. He, yes, he does. He has his college baseball season. Um, but uh, what do you think we should do? I think we should do what we always do and uh, start this episode off by uh, cracking open a brew. All right, what do you think? I think we should. Let's get it cracking. Let's get it cracking. Uh, this week's brew is from uh, Dewey Beer Brewing Company. It is waffle cone with um, chopped vanilla walnuts, Cart. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. It's a stout, so it's a little bit heavier of a beer. Um, 11% ABV. This is a high, high percentage beer. And it's, it's a pounder we got here with us, too. Yeah, definitely. You know, I've seen these, you know, we have a beach house in Delaware, and we drive by the one of the breweries and one of the, the places every time we go back to our beach house, you know. But there's been, there's one, that's the one on Coastal Highway. There's three different locations. Um, so you guys go check it out. Yeah, let's, uh, let's crack this thing open and uh, give it a taste, shall we? Uh, first impressions um, after pouring it out. It, uh, um... It's, it's heavy. It's it, dark and it's heavy. It's a dark, heavy, heavy beer. Uh, it looking at the can, it looks like something you would want to drink in the summertime. Uh, pouring it out, I uh, I don't think this is a summertime beer. You know, when you think of waffle cones, you think of on the boardwalk getting you know a scoop of vanilla and chocolate and a waffle cone. But this thing is heavy. It's uh, let's give it a chase. Cheers. Whoa. <laughs> What the? I don't even know what to think about that. That was we both had the same impression right off. It was, it has like a syrupy taste. Like it's the vanilla that's coming out. A very strong vanilla. Like taste. It, it tastes like a waffle cone. It, it does it, with alcohol in it. You know what it tastes like? Almost cart. It what? tastes like a waffle cone that they soaked in like liquor, and then let it dry, let it dry out, and then they they served it. To yeah, you. no, it it actually tastes a lot better than I was expecting. It's not as heavy as I was expecting um, after looking at the color, but it's very kind of sweet, but it also is kind of like, I don't know. It's like a mixture. It's like sweet, but it's not. Yeah, it's a... Um... Is that, is that like creamy sugar flavor, I'd probably say what it is? I think it's like the sweet, but not. It's a creamy sugar flavor, which is kind of overall. It has like hints of vanilla, hints of like, I would say like some toffee in there as well. Well, it does have that wa- vanilla chopped walnuts, and it has walnut oil in it. Mm. Um, so I'm assuming that's kind of giving it a... Um, that's why I'm getting the toffee flavor yeah, from. Yeah, that's probably where you're getting the toffee flavor from. Uh, all in all, I give it a... Uh, we're going to start a rating system on all of our beers, uh, 1 to 10 scale. 
Um, one sip, everyone knows the rules. One sip, everybody knows the rules. <laughs> no, um, I'm going to give it 6-2. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be that high. I, I, I might give it. I'd give it like a 6-3. 6-3? Yeah. It's not my favorite, Um, but... Uh, yeah, that's fine. That's... Cause it, it's not it's not one of those beers you're gonna drink every day, and that's the rating we kind of go off of. We kind of have to go off of, you know, what your preference is. Yeah, true. Um, so at the end of the day, I think it's a it's a quality beer, but it's not an everyday beer. It's like one of those things you only get on occasion. The can's cool. Can's cool. It's a really cool looking. It's can. It's a good idea, and that's the thing is like it's a stout know, though. It's like the Rita Water Ice beer. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. And same with like the different flavors, like the root beers, and like like the only beer they could drink almost all the time. Is it not your father's root beer? Yes. And something like that is something you can drink constantly. You can drink constantly. Um, we're trying to get some local breweries uh, on the podcast a little bit more to review their beers. Uh, so we're kind of working with uh, some local breweries here and there. Um, we're going to go back to some of our victory um, beers coming up uh, as the baseball season comes. And uh, we're actually going to be trying to get some of the beers that the Phillies, uh, the Citizens Bank Park has as well. So anybody going to the stadium knows what to kind of look for and drink. Um, so that's coming up with us. Um, one more thing to look out for. We're going to be a little bit more active on the Instagram. Um, we kind of took a little break there. Uh, we're going to start putting our beers up there a little bit more with our ratings. Um, and we're hoping to eventually start getting a recorded podcast out there as well with our faces. In yeah, it. hopefully we can get some clips on TikTok and maybe some uh, Instagram clips and YouTube and all that stuff. So so it's we're growing pretty well. And uh, we really keep, keep liking, you know, sharing and all that stuff in the podcast and you know, help us grow and get where we would love to be. Yeah, we really appreciate all you listeners. Um, let's go uh, to the Eagles cart. Um, what a disappointing end to the season, if I say so myself. Um, we were one and three in the last three games. One and two in the last three games. Uh, a win against the Giants, right? Mm-hmm. And then a loss against the Cardinals, and then another loss against the Giants. Um, you know, we were home for what? Was- since we've been, since we were ten and one, we are currently. One in, it's one in six. One in five. One in five. Yeah. One in five. One in five. We started out ten and one, and our last six games we were one and five. Um, like I, I don't, I don't even know where to, where to even start with the birds. Um, our defense fell apart. You know, we we tried Matt Patricia as our new de- defensive coordinator, and that didn't even, that seemed to not even stop the bleeding. That seemed to stab more holes into us and you know, after kill us. We had that overtime win against the Buffalo Bills, a very high power offense, and you know we could tell our defense was kind of shaky that game, giving up the thirty four, but our offense was right there, giving up that thirty seven right back. And but then we went out that game against the Niners, and we just looked overmatched. And ever since that game, our defense has looked. Overmatched. Our defense has, and I mean, one of our earlier episodes, we I talked about that, you know, the when our defense wasn't stepping up, our offense did, and when our offense wasn't stepping up, our defense picked up the game. Um, and it seems like both sides of the ball completely have collapsed at the end of the season. You don't expect a ten and one team to not win at least twelve games with what seven games remaining in the season or five six games remaining in yeah, the season. And there's a lot of obviously uh, speculation out there about how. You know, what it, the Eagles are started so hot, and they knew they were in the playoffs. So are they purposely playing poorly to get, you know, other teams not ready for them when they start playing again well in the season? I don't think that's the case because that is so hard to do at any professional sport level, at any sport level, is to play poorly just to go win it again. Because once you start playing bad, you have that taste in your mouth, and that's how you're going to continue to play. 
Yep. And, you, and, you and this is, I'd rather, honestly, just like the Niners, did. they went on a three-game losing streak earlier in the season. I would rather that because you're able to turn things around. You're able to figure things out. We don't have time to figure things out. No, we don't. And you're losing the support of the fans. Um, I heard a poll today on WIP. Um, 72% of fans say we are done. The season is over. We are one and done in this playoff run. Um, and they are done with this team. Only 13% of fans right now in Philadelphia are saying that they tr- believe in this team and they believe that we can turn it around. It's too late to turn this team around. You're, you're not turning this team around at all. Um, you know, and you know, I wish the Birds the best. I really, I want them to win in the playoffs. I want them to go far. But as a disappointing end to this season, I, I can't even get behind and be a cheerleader for this team. And to be honest, I'm paying them. They're not paying me to cheer them on. They need to learn how to cheer themselves up. And it, it really needs to end with these quotes, with these poetics. I, I do. I'm telling you, Cart. It, it, last night, Sirianni's press conference sounded like a Rocky Balboa movie, and. I'm done with that. Give me real answers on why we aren't winning. You know, g- give you know, me. Obviously, we watched the Bill game, Bills game right after, and going into halftime, Josh Allen threw a pass short of the end zone. To, you know, and they were down 14-7 going to the half. And their head coach, he came out and said, "You have to throw that ball in the end zone. There's no excuse. I don't know what we're doing." He said that would last have, night. Would have yeah. Nick Sirianni said that? No. No. Nick Sirianni would have, you know, backed up his quarterback backed up everyone else. No, you need to tell them how it is sometimes. Players need to hear that. When you're in the bad times, you're not winning. In times like this, you need to tell them how the hell it is and figure it the F out. There's no accountability on this team right now. None. There, there is none. There is all love and, and joy and pride. And, you know, I, I kind of blame the strong power of this Eagles team um, for the past two seasons, we haven't gone through a rough spot yet, right? It's been all love, joy, happiness, because yeah, we've been we winning. we shouldn't have to go through a rough spot to figure shit out. No, we shouldn't, but, you know, players change when, when you go through a rough spot. I right? agree. Players change. They act differently. When you're winning, everybody's backing one another up. Everybody's happy to be playing with one another, right? When you're losing, fingers start getting pointed instead of getting pointed at themselves. And the well, first person I think the fingers should get pointed at is Nick Sirianni. Followed by Jalen Hurts. Well, one thing I've been saying all season is, honestly, Jalen Hurts has been really disappointed to me all season long. He really isn't just, I don't think, in the mindset he needs to be in. I don't think he's playing how he should be. He's trying to be a player that he's not. And overall, he got benched for Tua in college for a reason. So that's always been a speculation of mine since we did draft him. Um, And I've been saying, we have Marcus Mariota on the bench. Put Jalen Hurts to the side. I would have... This game against the Giants, I would have sat him from the start and let him watch Marcus Mariota play the game. Because, honestly, Marcus Mariota came in the game, was 13 for 20, 148 yards, a touchdown. Yeah, did he throw an interception? But what kind of play call is that? Like, we can tell right now it's not all Jalen Hurts. A lot of it is our offensive coordinator and the plays that we're calling. Because even when Marcus Mariota came in, we were running the same plays. We are, you know... Every, it seems like every play is the same. Everything is to the sidelines. There is nothing in the middle of the field. How many times in the past five weeks have you seen a tight Dallas Goddard in the middle of the field, wide open, and the ball is passed to a two-man coverage on yeah, the sideline? Yeah, we're, we're going toward the sidelines. We're not going in the middle of the field. We're not using the middle of the field at all. And then we, we use the middle of the field against the Giants. The A.J. Brown supposed to be our big-body, swole Batman, right? What do he do? 
got the ball punched out of his arms. And that's ridiculous. He needs to be playing like a DK Metcalf, a CD Lamb, um, uh, what's his name, Debo Samuel. That's what he needs to be playing like. And he's playing like a wuss. His ego is hurt, and he's, he's playing like a wuss, and I just can't stand it. You know, as an Eagles fan, it is time to be angry. It is time to be mad. It is it. We we are we expect better. We deserve better as a team, as a as a fan base. Um, and it, I, I'm really who do you blame? I blame coaching. I'm, I'm telling you, I blame coaching. At and this point, I don't even know who to blame because I, it's just disappointing. And the reason that we're all so angry is that you start out ten and one. You start out ten and one. And then this is what's happening. If you lose a close game, you lose to the one, you split the series with uh, the Cowboys. You lose to the San Fran. Oh well, right? Like, well, that, those were, games aren't. We mad. were expected to lose those games. We, if it, we lost it, those games, we were expected. If they, we lost, it was a 50-50 shot. 50-50 shot. Coin flip. But losing late in the season to a third, second, and third string, maybe even a fourth string on the Giants, is horrendous. You know, and I, I, I hate the message all season as well, right? The message all season, we win those games, and all of our win, none of our wins were blowouts. We had no blowout wins at all this season. And, the, and the, the message this whole season was, a win is a win, a win is a win. And I hate to say it, but a win isn't always a win. You can always improve. So instead of improving, they just took the win with what it is. They saw that they had holes in their team, and instead of improving them, they just took the win with what they had. And now it is showing. The holes are showing in this team. Our defense cannot stop anybody. The Cardinals game was ridiculous. We had six drives the entire game for the against the Cardinals. Six drives. That's ridiculous. Our defense was on has been on the field for the past five games. Uh, you can tell Jalen Carter and or uh, yeah Jalen Carter and um, Jalen da- or David what's Jordan da- Davis. Jordan Davis. They are just beat. I don't know much of Jalen Carter, but Jordan Davis, I can tell he's beat because all of our defense on the field 24-7. Last thing I got to say about this all, yeah, so I, I don't know. We just need to figure it out. You know, we play the Bucks here on Monday night on January 15th, 8 p.m. It, it, in know, Tampa. Prime Tampa. Is it in Tampa? It's in Tampa. We're Did not they even. Win, they won the division? Yeah, they won the division. We're, we're not home. So, look, I, and, and that brings up a point, right? J- Jason Kelsey, he's done after this season. And he's been hitting at it more and more that he's done. He, right, and he, that man deserves a lot better than what this team is giving him at the end of his career. Um, he, he, that could have easily well been his last game at the link, right? Yeah. Uh, a, a man who gave us the Super Bowl, who he, he's been all Philly his entire career, um, he deserves a hell of a lot better, and we fucking blew it. We really did. Um, Cart, who do you blame, though? I, I know you can't pinpoint one person, but who... Yeah, I, I can't blame anyone, I'm sorry. I, I just am disappointed with the entire team. I'm disappointed with everything that's happening. You can't blame the quarterback. You can't blame only the <laughs> coaches. And right now, it's a system problem, and we need to just figure it out. Do you think Sirianni needs to coach for his job come Monday? Is he coaching for his job? No, he's not coaching for his job. You coach for your job every single game you play, but you can't, you can't just start now coaching for your job. You coach for your job every single game. So at the end of the day, I think they just need to just figure shit out. I, th- I think they honestly they all have one last chance, which is the wild card game, and they need to win this game against the Bucks. Because if, if not, this is probably one of the most disappointing 
seasons in Eagles history. Not in Eagles in any NFL team. No team has gone ten and one, and has 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 had this disappointing of an end to a season. I mean, it's it's unless injuries, and that's the thing, right? We our quarterback didn't get injured. We're healthy. We're a healthy team. I'm not saying we don't have injuries right now, but we are a healthy team who is collapsing. It's not like we're an injured team who is collapsing at the moment. And and that that's kind of saying something about the player. The players aren't playing with their hearts. I mean, Jalen Hurts comes out there saying his little quotes and his poems, but dude, what do they mean to me if you're not winning? I come to see you win every week. I don't want to hear you give me one of your poetry slam sessions again and again and again. Yeah, I just I just don't know anymore. I, I'm, you know, every single person I've talked to since today, since this game yesterday, turned it off at halftime. They weren't even able to watch it. It was just every single person I know is an Eagles fan turned that game off at halftime because at that point it honestly wasn't even worth watching anymore. No, and going back to what you said at the beginning um, – I would have benched Jalen, and it, it, I think that would have lit a fire under his ass um, that he really doesn't have. He's not looking down the field, and you're right, Cart. He was benched behind Tua for a reason, and that has got, came into my mind more and more as the season going on. You know, is he a one and done? You know, a one trick pony, right? Has he been figured out? Is he is he going to be Cam Newton us, right? It, is this was last year Jalen Hurts' year? And he didn't make it. Um, and I'm starting to see that maybe the $250 million that we paid him might not have not been worth it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's I have nothing else to say about this. No. Um, let's move on to the Flyers. Uh, actually, real quick, uh, who do you have for the game on Monday? Well, obviously, I'm going all Eagles. I will pick the Eagles to the day I die. So I have the Eagles beating the Bucks, And it's even if I'm wrong... That's what you need. What's your, what's your score? I, honestly, I have no idea. So I can't even give you a score. I hope. I hope we either have four or five touchdowns. So it's it better between a twenty-eight thirty-five for the Eagles, and it better be fourteen to seventeen for the Bucks. That's all I have to say. So my prediction, uh, I. Really hate to see it, but I'm going to stick with what I've been saying um, since the Cardinals loss. Because uh, I was at that game, and I've never been to a game that it's been that bad, where our defense was on the field the entire game. We had six drives. Um, I'm going to give the game to the Bucks. I think the Bucks, because you got to remember, Carp, right? We're playing in a first-place mindset as a fifth-place team. The Bucks are coming in there as a sixth-place team with a... Want with a bite to win the go through the playoffs, right? We don't have that drive right now, so I'm going to give the game to the Bucks. Um, I think the only way we win is going to be a 30 31 game, and it's going to be won by a field goal. No, I, I think I have faith in my Eagles no matter what week in and week out. You know, you can have bad games, that's going to happen, but it's their time to figure this shit out. They have an extra day to figure it out, they better be spending every single second of this week figuring this out no I, I i think they're gonna be spending their time writing poetry for the poetry slam in philly coming up this week i think i don't even know if there is one but i guarantee jalen hasn't marked on his calendar he didn't have the super bowl marked on his calendar but he's got a poetry slam coming up pissing me off um let's move over to the flyers uh flyers are 2013 and six on the season uh pretty good record really uh from from last year um they're just they're doing a really good Great job. Uh, we we have lost uh, 
you know, the four of the past five games. We, we've had one win. Um, tonight we got a battle, the Battle of Pennsylvania. Uh, it's it's a round two of that. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. You know, P- Pitt, uh, Penguins game, Flyers, it, it's always fun to watch uh, that team's play. Uh, Flyers are doing pretty well, though. They're hanging on to their playoff spot, uh, but we really, really need to fix our power play. Um, the Flyers are, I think, pretty sure last place right now in the power in scoring on a power well, play. Honestly, beginning of the season, obviously, I haven't paid attention to the Flyers um, in much of recent years, but I've started obviously this season. We started paying attention a lot more, but they weren't expecting to do well. They weren't expecting to be in the situation they are right now. You know, they weren't expecting to have a r- above five hundred season. Well, Kurt, they're eleven games behind their winning their their amount of wins they had last year. They were. 31, 38, and 13 last season. And we're already 20, we're already, what, 20, 13, and 6? That's pretty good for for this Flyers team. Um, we saw a little bit of a collapse, and I don't think it was a collapse. I think it was just a tired team. Uh, we've been on the road a lot this season, which has really uh, kind of hurt us. But we're, we're starting to come into the middle you know, of the being, season. Being on the road as an athlete, it, it's very hard to do. And, you know, learning, and you have to learn a new um playing for uh, surface, you have to learn the stand, you have to learn the stadium. And all of it's hard. It's hard with that the mileage on your body. It's it's not something easy. So you can give a little credit. when you, That's why playing on the road is so much harder than playing at home, um, not just with the fans. But at the end of the day, I, I'm, I'm very impressed and I've been very um, happy about this Flyers team throughout this season being the 2013-6. and six. You know, it's a long season. Um, you know, we it's it's a marathon. not a, It's not a sprint, man. And the fact that we are only third in the Metropolitan right now is, you know, not, what, was six games back from first and I think two games back from second are, are, yeah. is, is very impressive. And, you know, they got to keep it up. They got they can't let their foot off the gas now. And, you know, people didn't expect them to do well. And the fact that that's what it is, I think that's the reason people are so satisfied with the Flyers right now. Yeah, I mean, you know. We're, do, we're doing good. We have a young team, right? And and people, we got to remember, right? We have to hold it to ourselves to remember this. We're still in a rebuild, right? We still are in a rebuild. And in this rebuild, the only thing we're lacking right now is the score on the power play. We're one of the top power play killing teams in the league right now. Um, but, you know, one of the games that really um, came up for me of executing power play was against the Blue Jackets on uh, January 4th. You know, we had a um, five-on-three power play, right? And... We could for about a minute forty seconds in that game. We had a five on three, and we couldn't score. The, the, they just kept on, you know, putting the puck down ice and kicking it away from us. And, yeah, and we ended up losing that game in a shootout. We did. We ended up losing that game on a shootout, and none of our guys scored on that shootout. By the way, who was who was in goal for us? Uh, I don't it, remember. It was uh, Arison. Sam Harrison, yeah, good boy. Say I do like Sam Harrison. He's been pretty good on, in the goal for shootouts and um, overtime. So, it, but it's hard to win it when none of your players score. No, it is and very. That's it's when your offense isn't helping out the defense. It's that's very hard. But looking back at these last few games, you know they were coming off a four-game losing streak uh, against the Kraken, the Flames, the Oilers, and the Blue Jackets, and then we beat the Flames again. So tonight, I think playing the Penguins, I think we have a good, great chance of winning. I think you know what would be. Um, they've been playing well, and I think they need to continue playing well. Well, another thing we've done well, and you know, with the Flames, right, is we're really good right now about coming back and beating the team, beating teams the second time we see them. Meaning, our coach, right, he he's coming around, and he's he's realizing our mistakes, and the team is realizing the mistakes they made in that first game, and they're adjusting, which is 
great to see for that team is they're being coachable, right? And you want to see a team that's adjustable to who they're playing. And you're not expecting them to win every game, and they're not going to win every game, right? Uh, so with this Penguins game coming up, this is the second time we're seeing the Penguins. I'm expecting them to win. I'm expecting them to you know, go back, watch tape, see where they messed up on their last game, and, and win this game. Um, again, I'm not expecting them to win the Stanley Cup this year. Right, we can't. We cannot expect them to win the Stanley Cup, but I want to see them at least make it to playoffs and kind of show themselves that hey, the Flyers are back and we are a team to be reckoned with. Um, and you know, it's a joy to watch a Flyers team that ha- hasn't really shown much in the past few years. Uh, and, and I mean, think about it, Gart, how often have you really heard about the Flyers hockey in Philly? It, it's really only been Sixers, Honestly, Birds, and you, Bills. You hear about the Flyers hockey because we're in Philadelphia and we're the fans of all sports, but. That's not the thing. You're not going to go to a party. You're going to go to the bars. People aren't talking about the Flyers unless they're doing well. And that's what happens. Back in the day, no one used to talk about the Sixers when they weren't doing well. No. And and right now, the Flyers in the same situation, but it's talking up the more buzz. Yeah. They're bringing up more buzz. I mean, you got guys like Travis Konechny, right? He, he, he has nine rushing goals, four breakaway goals on nine attempts. Right, he leads the league on that in the breakaway goals. Um, Cam Axe and Joel, Joel Farabee, they're tied in second place with seven breakaway attempts. Uh, are, are, we're leading the league in in these, you know, in these standings with these players. They're doing a good job, and our key. Play, I've been saying it over and over again. Our key players are stepping up and showing who they are meant to be. The captains of this team. We don't have a captain, right? So every it's it seems like all of our big name guys connect me. Therapy, you know, Carter Hart, they're being the captain on the ice right now, all of them, which is, I think, is great. You know, it's, it's a collective team right now, and we're playing as a team, and I think that's why we're winning so well. Um, like I said, the biggest thing we need to improve on is our power play, and that really is the only thing we have to improve on. Um, you know, our goaltender situation, we are great with a goaltender situation we have carter hart for the next couple of years right sam harrison he's still young enough he's going to be with us for the next couple of years we and we have guys that we can trade you know bobby brink's a tradable guy i don't think we will i like bobby brink um but all in all i really see this team is on a great forward trend um and i see a bright future ahead for the flyers um you know yeah, i agree overall you know all, all the points you've made are all true yeah yeah um we play, like I said, we played tonight at seven against the Penguins. Um, so by the time this comes out, the game's already gonna be over. But Cart, who do you have for this game tonight? I'm gonna give it to the Flyers. I think it's gonna be a three-two win. Giving, Flyers. I'm giving it to the Flyers tonight, and then you know the went on Wednesday, January 10th. We got the Canadians Flyers. Who do you got? Um, I'm gonna give it to. I'm gonna give it to the Flyers again. I, I'm going Flyers for the next three games against the Wild as well. I think I think we get back to back. Do you think we get three home wins in a row? I think we get three home wins in a two home wins, one away win. I mean, that's pretty, that's generous. But we're home two games, and they've done pretty well at home. But they've also done really well on the road. I, you know, we're actually I think we're pretty sure we're better on the road this season than we are at home. Yeah, I think I think they they get, I think they go. Because you know, they just played Saturday at 6, and they won against the Flames. So I think I think they win against the Penguins. I think they have a good game to Canadians, and I think that's a flip of a coin there. But I think we end up winning. Uh, Wild, honestly, I think we go on the road and win there. And then the Jets, I think we win, and I don't think we lose again until we play the Blues. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair to give them. Um, let's uh, move on to the Sixers a little bit. We're in third place right now. 
um, with a 23 and 12 record. Uh, last game, you know, it was 109, 120 loss to the Jazz. The Sixers are doing well, but the biggest thing is we we got to keep winning and we can't fall below the three seed in this league. Because um, once you fall below three seed, you're kind of clawing your way back up to the top. I, I really think the Sixers have a great trend this season. I don't want to see another disappointing end to the season. And what I think what's going to happen is going to with the Sixers this season is it's going to happen the same thing that happened with the Birds and the same thing that happened with the Phillies is you make it to those championships and you're expected to go back and try to make it to the championship again. It is very difficult to be a team to make it back to this championship two years in a row. Um, and if the Sixers can do it, great. But, you know, I, I'm not expecting them to do it this season. You know, you know, we didn't have um, we didn't have Embiid against the Jazz the other night, and Maxi didn't score thirty. So like things I've been saying all season, every time I watch the games, if Tyreek Maxi isn't scoring thirty points, I have a feeling we aren't gonna win because every team he doesn't score thirty, we don't win. Yeah. Um, and the biggest thing with Embiid is that he is one of the best players, most dominant players in the league, probably one of the most dominant players of all time. But can you really say that because he doesn't stay healthy? The biggest problem with him is you can't play him every single night for 82 games in a row. You can give him a night off here and there, but the fact that he has to take more rest days than he can play sometimes is a huge disadvantage to our team and organization. It is, and it's hard to be a leader when you need breaks. And I'm not saying the man has to be Iron Man out there, right? He doesn't have to be Superman. He don't got to be Cal Ripken. No, but he he needs to be on the court more times than not. And if you give him a rest day, you know, once every two weeks maybe, I think that's fine. But he, he can't be resting at least every week. In fact, now, since today's is, what, today is the 8th? Yes. And they don't play they don't play until Wednesday. So they're off from the Saturday the 6th to Wednesday the 10th. So why is he getting a rest day on January 6th when you about to have a huge break coming up? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and it, maybe he did something in practice or one of the games that that he might have got hurt. Um, but in, I just I think they're afraid to put him out there in fear of him getting hurt. I think they're satisfied with the third place standings right now um, because you know we're behind the Celtics and behind the Bucks, which are two of the most dominant teams in the league. So I think if we can stay in that third place um, spot, I think. You know, having Joel Embiid healthy for the playoffs, having Tyrese Maxey healthy play for the playoffs. I think you continue having um, um, what's his name, uh, Ubre healthy for the playoffs. I think you continue having your whole starting lineup healthy for the playoffs. I think that's just going to be huge. Yeah, but that could- oh, Tobias Harris healthy for the playoffs. I think having all those guys is going to be huge. Yeah, but that kind of scares me a little bit, right? With Maxey, you know. You were saying if we don't score thirty point, if he doesn't score score thirty points in a game, they seem to not win those games. Um, say Maxi goes out, you know, tomorrow, right? Say say Maxi gets hurt and he's out for you know ten games. How deep in a hole can that put the Sixers? Because are they able to win without Honestly, Maxie? I think that's a d- deep hole because he's been playing out of his mind this season. Yeah, and but you can't put the game on just one player. No, it's not just that having him in there. It's having him in there and what he's able to do with the players around him. Because he was able to play well when Embiid wasn't even on that court. And the fact that he has Tobias Harris going hand-in-hand with him, hand in hand with him and now you have uh, Oubre's playing great as well. You have them three on the court and Embiid. That is just a great... 
you know, thing that's going to continue to happen. I think that's just leading the Sixers for success. And honestly, I think they're going to have a surprising year. I, I think they're having a surprising year. I think they're going to make playoffs. I think they're going to do pretty well in playoffs. I just don't think that they're going to make it to the finals. And you never know. It's all about, in all sports, it's about getting hot at that time of the playoffs. So you never know. They could get hot right in the beginning of the playoffs and go on a run. Hey, we're hoping that for the Birds, too, but I don't see that happening. And you never know. Exactly. The Birds aren't going to the playoffs hot. They're going into it cold. The fact that the Sixers are, you know, staying thir- at third and can compete with the Celtics and compete with the Bucks are great signs. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. Because, like, looking back on the Philly season, right, Last year, they got hot just at the wrong time. They got hot just enough too early to the point that mm-hmm. when they played the Diamondbacks, it, it they, they died off. And the Diamondbacks were hot. And the the Diamondbacks were one of the hottest teams in baseball when we ended up playing. Them. They got hot at the right time, right? It's And you're right. Sports, these long-term, these sports that take a long time to play, that you're not playing once a week like football. That you're playing every day, every couple, every two, three days. Uh, it's, it's a marathon, not a race, and... You know, one loss isn't going to kill you in these t- in these games, um, unlike foot like football, right? Football, a loss could kill you, uh, but in, like baseball, basketball, hockey, one loss, it's okay to have one. But at the st- like us losing to the Knicks, one twenty eight to ninety two, is very disappointing, and we can't be not having games like that. But having games within within twenty points and within honestly ten points are very competitive. Yeah, and look, we just have to keep on winning games we're supposed to win and we're supposed to those fifty fifty games, we gotta try winning those too. Uh we got we gotta win more fifty fifty games than we should don't. Right? I agree. I agree. Um finally let's uh move on to the Phils. Oh, last thing I wanna oh. say about the basketball is that I don't know if you saw this. Um LeBron James said about his son Bronny that he could play and start on the Lakers right now. Um, look, my whole thing with LeBron's son, um, I think LeBron wants his son to play with him. And I think he doesn't want to leave Los Angeles. I, I do too. I, I don't, I think it would be cool. Uh, I think it'd be really cool to see that. Um, at the same time, you know, his son's going to be under a tremendous amount of pressure coming into the league because everybody's going to want him to live up to his father. And at the end of the day, if he doesn't, I think he just doesn't. It just They're not going to expect him to be LeBron James. They're going to expect him not to be as good because there's very rare times in NBA and sports history that the son of a superstar turns out to be great. Like, obviously, we're seeing it more and more now. Like, Vlad Rowe Jr. is extremely good, but is he better than his father? I'm not sure. Bo Bichette, is he better than his father? I'm not sure. Craig, uh, Calvin Biggio, is he better than Craig Biggio? I'm not sure. But you got the guys like Griffey, right? Griffey. But you guys have guys like Ken Griffey Jr. that are better than his father. But his father wasn't a superstar. His father was just a above-average MLB player. And his, his son is probably one of the greatest hitters of all time. His Yeah, and his son, his son did better than his father. But, you know, some some guys can live up to that pressure that is put on them. Some guys cannot. Right? Cal Rifkin Jr. can. Griffey can. Other guys cannot. And, you know, I, I, I don't... LeBron has such a long history in the NBA and a long... You know, someone that a lot of players want to live up to be, right? He was the Michael Jordan of our generation. Um, 
and his son's going to want to live up to that. And I think he's going to put too much pressure on himself and collapse. I, I just, I don't see him doing it. I really don't. I agree. Let's get breaking into the Phillies, Christopher. What do you guys say? Let's, uh, yeah, let's break into the Phillies. Uh, very exciting. Spring training is right around the corner. Uh, catchers and pitchers report on Friday, February 14th. So kind of cool. The city of brotherly love uh, reports on the day of love, Valentine's Day. Uh, no pun there for Philly, I guess. Um, I'm a little concerned, though. Um, there really hasn't been many transactions for the Phillies. Uh, I, I know we have, you know, we ha- we don't need many guys. We don't need many positional players. But our bullpen has, has been the biggest thing that has has been our detriment for the past two years. And we aren't even getting guys. You know, Yamamoto, the, 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 the Nebraska count came out, and he even said no matter the amount of money that Philly offered him, he was not going to Philadelphia. He, he had his mind set on the Dodgers. Um, so I, after reading that, I'm not really upset because I knew no other team was going to get him either. Um, but we, where's those free agents that we're looking for? You know, there has to be a few free agents on the market right now that Philly can go after. Well, something I read earlier today is something about uh, former All Star pitcher Marcus Stroman has. You know, he's been having difficulty signing somewhere, and the Phillies might be a landing spot for him. Marcus Stroman would be a great pickup for us, um, but you know the. We've only, like I said, Clark, we only had one transaction. Uh, happen. Dave Dave Dombrowski said that the team will be nibbling around the edges in the rest of free agency, so they're not looking to sign a big name, which I don't understand. Which the only big name I really want right now is Josh Hader, yes. which he still hasn't signed. I don't think we go after Blake Snell. I don't think that's what I love. Blake Snell. I would yes. love Blake Snell. But I think is it we do we need a guy like Josh Hader more than we need a guy like Blake Snell? Yes. Because um, we've seen it with guys like Ranger Suarez that weren't these big name dudes that made himself into something through the Phillies minor league system. Um, no, we have a, a painter coming up. He has the potential of coming up yeah, this but he, season. He, no, he's not. He's not coming up this season. How do you know? He they said he's Tommy John. He's not going to oh, be back until next season. Oh, I thought yeah. it was this season. No, and you know, but that that kind of scares me a little bit because another thing I saw is you know Dombrowski came out and said we ha- we don't want another big he even came out and said we don't want another big name guy because he we have a all-star shortstop we have an all-star first baseman we have a dominant catcher an all-star catcher right we have but you know we're focusing again and again on the long ball and we instead of playing both sides of the ball we're just playing the one side of the ball which has killed us these past two seasons in big moments and our pitching is a big thing if we had a star pitcher Besides Nolan Wheels, and we had we have the hitting team that we have now, we would lock down first place in the in L East, hands down. Another thing I've seen is that uh, Rojas has been, you know, he's been in the cage swinging a lot. He he looks like he's put on some muscle, looks like he's put on some size, and that's a great thing because that guy is a hell of an athlete, hell of a speedster, and if he has the potential to, if he can hit. He could be an everyday starting. Get him the fuck out of here. Trade his ass. What? Trade his ass right now. You've seen this guy only perform in the hardest part of a young player's career. I love him. He's done great. And I... You have no... You're not going to trade him for anything. No one wants him. I know. That's the problem. Nobody wants him. Why do we have him? Because he hasn't proven himself (laughs) in our system yet. Why would someone want to take a chance on him? Because he can't hit for shit. Okay, he showed that during the playoffs. I he, he had a rough time hitting in that playoff. That's a very hard thing to do. I have a sour taste in my mouth right now still. All right. 
I, I you can't blame anything on him. I don't think we should actually trade Rojas. I j I still have a sour taste of of him not hitting because his his glove is amazing. His he has one he has of the, speed. He has speed and one of the best gloves. You know what we should do? we should make him a bunter. We should bunt the crap out. That of him. is the stupidest thing. <laughs> That's not today's game. Day and age, you can't make him go there bunting because eventually that's gonna. He needs to just focus, continue on getting base hits, and he'll be fine. He needs to look on his pitch recognition. There's a lot of stuff he has to do, and that's what the off season's for. I think you give him the beginning, you give him spring training, yes, to let him prove how he can hit. I think you and give you him need to, to let him win the spot in spring training because that's when the spot's gonna be won and lost. I think you give him till April. I I, I really think you give no, him till April. I think you give him spring training. Spring training is when you're gonna have win or lose a spot. Yeah, but you know, the other thing is, as a, as a ball player, you know, you can go, you can become streaky. And even though the off season there, I'm not talking about he needs to be having a 300, 250 plus batting average during spring training. I'm talking about he needs to be having good at bats. He needs yeah. to stop chasing the pitch outside of the zone. He needs to be lining out to the shortstop, not hitting a dribbler and trying to beat out the speed. He needs to be hitting line drives to the outfield or deep fly balls. He needs to be having bats like that. And there's a lot of things that people think that you're only productive if you're getting hits, but that's not always true. Like you said, shrieky hitters. Yeah. Uh, well, Cassie's one of them, right? Um, I, you know, I, I don't really have too many concerns going into this the, the, this spring training. Um, we're healthy, right? We we we're not wait, we're knock on wood we're healthy, right? We don't have Bryce Harper coming in with you know Tommy John surgery, not able to go through spring training or and even like the first you know three months of the season, you know, we don't have you know Reese Hoskins you know trying to find a first baseman for the first couple months of the season because Reese you know tore his ACL. Um, our biggest concern right now with the Phils really. Is pitching, and I would really love just one or two free agents that can, we can add to this bullpen that that we could maybe get in and trade for, you know, better pitchers as the season goes on. Yeah, I agree with that, and you just gotta have to see how the spring training is gonna go. What's what's the countdown of spring training? Uh, the count, I guess. So I am that actually brings up a good point. I'm gonna set up a spring training training countdown timer on the Instagram. Um, you know, follow it. Uh, I'm gonna be posting it every day coming up. Uh, until spring training happens, uh, we are a big base. This podcast it revolves around baseball. It is our biggest topic that we're going to be talking about. Um, we do fill in the other sports, of course, as you know. Uh, but so follow the countdown till spring training. Uh, what is it, Car? We got uh, it's February fourteenth. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I don't know. I'm not doing the map, but we'll get one out there. Uh, I'm really excited though for the Philly season to come up, and I, I just. I can't wait. I, I really can't wait. I'm excited to see what this team can do. Um, you know one player, though, that I'm kind of excited to see again in this in this spring training? Who? Matt Strom. I love Matt Strom. I'm cl glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I No, I, I, I really think that Matt Strom is, can come out this year. He's going to be a great reliever in our bullpen. I, I do, he, he showed a lot of potential last year. I'm not saying he was perfect because – the one thing that always pisses me off is every single time he uh, gave up a home run, he would do that quick turnaround with his hands on his knees. It was the funniest thing. Um, but I, I really think Matt Strom is going to be a force to be reckoned with in our bullpen this season. Um, and that can help back up our starters, right? Um, and if our offense can put up the runs, which they've proven time and time again they can, we're going to have a great, great season. Um, we just – only big thing, 
we have to start off strong. We can't. It's been two years now. We've started off so slow in the in the beginning of the season. So I think it's time we start off strong in the beginning of the season, and you know. Win. I wouldn't say start as strong. I think if you start too strong, you can get cooled down, like um, Tampa Bay Rays did. But you know, speaking of Tampa Bay Rays, talking about Wander Franco, Wander Franco after this. But I think that we need to just stay consistent at the beginning of the season. I think we need to stay consistent throughout the whole season. Obviously, you need to, you need you want to win a lot at the beginning, and then if they stay consistent and then get hot again, then stay consistent and get hot right before playoffs. I think. That's what they need to continue to do. Yeah. Um, you know, first game, February 24th against the Blue Jays. They're away. So, that, that's ready to see that. Put that on your calendars. Um, but Real quick, speaking of the Wander Franco, he's been released from jail. Um, man's a criminal. And hopefully he never plays another uh, inning of base, professional baseball. That man deserves no time in the MLB ever again or any professional league whatsoever. The Mexican League, Canadian League, Japan League, I don't care. He should never play baseball one, again in his life. He should hang up his cleats. He's done. All right, Christopher. What Cart- anything to say? Cart, uh... No, great episode. I'll. Um, this is probably going to be one of Cart's last episode um, for a little bit. We'll try getting him in throughout his baseball season in college. Uh, go University of Maryland, Eastern Shore. Uh, hope that wish them luck on a good season. Um, but it will be me and Cam coming up for the next. Uh, February sixteenth against North Carolina A and T. First game. First game, and we'll uh, we're actually going to be following Carter along too. We'll put on uh, his his games. We'll talk about them here a little bit, just to kind of hopefully my stats are good enough to talk about. Hopefully, we'll we'll shout him out a little bit. And we'll give you guys some updates, and if they're if it tele, uh, the game's telecasted, we'll give you where you can watch those games as well. Um, but you know, Cart, this let's uh let's finish up this waffle cone beer. I the more I drink it, I I can't, dude. I'm. Yeah, the the more I've been drinking it, the less I've uh, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. I think it's great for first sip. I think it's great to maybe have with a scoop of ice cream. Maybe a good root beer float if you like beer and ice cream. Oh, but, you know what? That might be good if you put ice cream in it. Yeah, but I'm not a big fan of eating uh, eating beer. I'm also not a stout guy. You look like a stout guy. Six two though. I'm giving it a six two. All right. You know, Christopher, what do you got to say? Well, thank you for listening to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast, Twitter with the same name. You know, Make sure to give this podcast a like. Follow it on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Podcast. Uh, and give us honest reviews. Let us know what you think. Give us, yeah, we, we put polls out on every one of our podcasts. So, Cart, cheers. Cheers.